Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. How are we today? I'm so glad you're here. And again, my name's Jeremy, and I'm, uh, I'm the lead pastor of this church. And if you're a first-time guest, one more time, man, we just want to welcome you today. And I hope you get your first, I hope you get your free gift and uh, we want to bless you. So we're so excited. Also, my wife, uh, she touched on the two services. Isn't that amazing? We have a team rally on August 8th. And so if you are interested in joining the A-team, haven't gone through growth track, shame on you, all right? But we want to uh, welcome you to our team rally if you want to just jump in and uh, help us with launching those two services. Uh, we would be honored. We would be honored. Now, last week, my wife spoke, Pastor Lindsay. And how many were here last Sunday when she spoke? She did an amazing job. It was terrific. And uh, exactly. And she did open up with her message. She did say that there's two topics that I gave her. We, I said you can do one of the two when you preach. And so she said that she's a preacher. And so she picked a topic that was preachable. How many of you I'm talking about? She preached it last week. It was an amazing message. If you missed it, check out the podcast. But she did a fantastic job. And so she said she picked the topic that was preachable. That was like, let's do this thing. And so I get the other topic. <laughs> I'm talking about wisdom today. Praise the Lord, right? So it's going to be a great message. And I'm going to tell you what, though. I'm a preacher. I'm an outreacher. I'm an evangelist at heart. So I can preach, but I'm not as bad as my preacher friends where they're like, have you seen Spider-Man? Jesus is in that movie. I'm like, calm down. Just relax. Not every meme and not every gift can be uh, you know, a sermon illustration. Let's calm down. So I hope you're excited. Are you enjoying This Is Living Now series? Yeah. We're having a good time. And uh, we are in the book of James. And so turn to James chapter 3. James chapter 3, if you've got your Bibles with you. But This Is Living Now, which is found in the book of James, the half-brother of Jesus. And he begins to write this most relevant book that is starting to challenge us every single week. It's hitting us hard with trials. It's hitting us hard with testing. It's hitting us hard with envy and strife. It's hitting us hard with taming our tongue. It's hitting us hard with these hard-hitting topics. And so today, it feels like, okay, James, we're going to kind of chill out a little bit. Let's just talk about wisdom. Let's talk about wisdom. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to James chapter 3, verses, uh, let's see here, 13 through 18. And the title of my message this morning is Dropping wisdom. Dropping wisdom. We're going to be dropping some wisdom this morning, uh, such as I learned this week, WD-40 takes stains out of carpet. Dropping some wisdom. All right, turn your neighbor and say, thank you for that. Thank you for that. We're dropping some wisdom this morning. So let's go to James chapter 3, verse uh, 13 through 18. You can download the Bible app on your iPhone. We have free Bibles on the side because we want to resource you and help you. If you have an Android, we're praying for you. Just read the screens. James chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. I'm going to be reading out of the message version this morning. The message version. You guys ready to hear the word? Guys, ready to shout me down a little bit? Give me a little feedback this morning. All right, here we go. So James chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Do you want to be counted wise? Do you want to build a reputation for wisdom? Anybody here want a reputation for being wise? A reputation for wisdom? I don't care where you're at in life. This is all of us. I want to be wise. Raise your hand if you want to be dumb. Like, I want to be stupid. I just want to be like the village idiot. That's nobody here today. So I'm going to help you build your 
wisdom. Build a reputation for wisdom. It says boasting that you're wise is in wisdom. So I got you. I got you there, huh? I got you all there. Boasting that you're wise is in wisdom. Twisting the truth to make, you, make, yourself, uh, make yourself sound wise isn't wisdom. Am I in the wrong part here? Let's go. I'm, I'm, let's back up here. I am totally screwed up. Do you want to be kind of wise to build a reputation for wisdom? Here's what you do. Thank you so much, uh, media team. Here's what you do. It says this, live well, live wisely, live humbly. So go back a slide. Live well, live well, live wisely, and live humbly. I got to stop right there. I really wanted to touch on this, just what the message version says. Wouldn't life be a little easier if everyone just lived well? Can I get an amen? Wouldn't life be a little bit easier if everyone just lived wisely? Like, use this up here everyone, every now and then. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Wouldn't, it be, uh, wouldn't life be a little bit easier if everyone just lived humbly? Yeah. Like, oh, you cut me off? Go right ahead, sir. Praise the Lord. Oh, I've been waiting in this grocery line for an hour. Yes, you may go in front of me and check out your 50 items in the slow, fast check lane. <laughs> oh, you took the last piece of pie? Go right ahead. I am living well. I am living wisely. I'm living humbly. Oh, you said something bad about me? I'm living well. I'm living wisely. I'm living humbly. For some of you, this is like the only thing we're going to remember today, right? You can go home today and go, what was the message about? Living wise, living, living good. <laughs> and uh, what's that last one? Living humbly. Live wise, live well, live humbly. It is the way you live not the way you talk that counts. Mean-spirited ambition is in wisdom. Boasting that you're wise is in wisdom. Twisting the truth to make yourself sound wise is in wisdom. It's the furthest thing from wisdom. It's animal conniving. It's devilish con convening. Whenever you're trying to look better at, than others or get the better of others. I always look at that stinker screen. Things fall apart, and everyone ends up at each other's throats. When you begin to see that, when you begin to see a lot of distraught, when you begin to see people at each other's throats, it's a good sign we're not operating in godly wisdom. Real wisdom, God wisdom, begins with a holy life, and it's characterized by getting along with others. Here's what godly wisdom is. It's gentle, reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings. It's not hot one day and cold the next. It's not two-faced. This convicted me. I'm smart some days, but the other day, I want to destroy everything. I want to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to act upon my emotions. You could develop a healthy and robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do, if you do the hard work of getting along with each other. How many know this morning, let's be real, we're a real church that sometimes it takes a lot of hard work to get along with people sometimes. Can you amen? It takes a lot of hard work when you go to work on Monday morning to get along with everybody. Why? We need to live humbly, we need to live wisely, and we need to live well. Wisdom shows that we work at it, we don't throw in the towel and pick up bitterness, but we forgive. I am choosing by godly wisdom to make amends. I am choosing by godly wisdom to have a healthy, robust community and treating each other with dignity 
and honor. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Wisdom. How many have heard the word wisdom before? How many have heard the word wisdom before? Wisdom is often talked about in a lot of uh, different walks of life in regards to intelligence and decision. There, there's so much in the Word of God regarding wisdom, even in the book of James. And so when you begin to read the book of James, James is actually using wisdom to write the entire book. He says we need wisdom in the area of trials. We need wisdom in the area of being tested. We need wisdom in the area of taming our tongue. We need wisdom when it comes to our heart with selfishness and envy. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, I want to ask you today, how many need wisdom today just to get through today? We all need wisdom. We want that intelligence. We want that upper hand. We want to say, God, give me wisdom this morning. See, we need wisdom to get through life. There are some pretty crazy people. There's some pretty crazy stuff that we need wisdom for. So I'm going to put wisdom up on the screens. And these lights are amazing today, nice and hot. So wisdom, this is what wisdom is. The highest intellectual gift of comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. Sometimes, I love this, sometimes practical wisdom. That endowment of heart and mind which is needed for the right conduct of life. Needed, we need wisdom for the right conduct of life. See, this morning, wisdom is not just being wise, but it's what you do with that wisdom that makes you wise. That's a good place to say, oh, that's tweetable right there. I'm going to Facebook that right there. Wisdom is not just being wise, but it's what you do with that wisdom that makes you wise. See, wisdom isn't what we think is best. It's what God thinks is best. i got to say that one more time because that's going to set me up. Wisdom isn't what we think is best. It's what God thinks is best. Amen? Amen. They say, I want to do what God thinks is best. Now, many people, including myself, we have prayed. I have prayed for years. God, give me wisdom. I read in Salt, uh, the, the King Solomon came before the Lord, and he, and he gave an altar, and he gave a sacrifice, and God spoke to him and said, what do you want? I'll give you anything. And Solomon could ask for riches. How many would ask for money? Like, make it rain, Jesus. Hook me up. Solomon could have asked for, hey, I need a, I need a smoking hot babe in my life, all right? I need, a, I need the fairest of all. Mirror, mirror on the wall. My baby is here. Don't fall. I don't know. But he didn't pray for any of those things. That tickled you, huh? He didn't pray for those things. What he prayed for was wisdom. God, give me wisdom so that I may govern your people. So I've been praying that for years and years. I read that in high school. I've been saying, God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom on what, what's my next step. Give me wisdom for when I graduate. Where do I go after? Do I go to college, a master's commission, a seminary? Give me wisdom and, and the right person to marry. Can I get an amen? Hell, give me wisdom on that. Is she crazy or not? She's perfect. Give me wisdom in that understanding. Give me wisdom for this next job. God, I need wisdom. As we begin to read the book of James, James begins to share something. And many people, including myself, we've been praying for it. But instead of asking this, God, you know, do I have wisdom? We need to start asking the question, which wisdom do I have? So instead of asking, you know, do I have wisdom? We need to start asking, which wisdom do I have? 
that there's actually two types of wisdom. We should really begin asking, which wisdom am I applying now? So I'm going to go back to the book of James, chapter 3, verse 14. I'm going to read the NIV version, the New International Version. It says this, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it, nor deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, it is unspiritual, and it is demonic. When I read that, I said, oh, hold up, James. James, there you are. There you are, James. I missed you, you know. You were nice for a while, and then, boom, you hit me with this. That earthly wisdom, it's unspiritual, and it is demonic. James is sharing that there is a earthly wisdom, and there is a heavenly wisdom. So let's talk about this earthly wisdom for a little bit. I've noticed we begin to operate in this earthly wisdom when we, when we base our decisions upon personal happiness. I'm going to do this because it makes me feel good. All right? I'm going to have that other piece of pie because I've had a hard day. Come on, somebody. Anybody, any pie people out there? Come on, Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You're in a good place, the house of God. No perfect people allowed. But earthly wisdom is when we base our, dis- our decisions upon our personal happiness, disregarding those around us. Earthly wisdom can be making decisions based upon our emotions. To say, I don't feel this way today, so I'm going to go with my feelings. Now, how many know the heart can deceive you? Our emotions can deceive us. That, that emotions is not peace. A great indication you're in the will of God is peace in your life. When you take that step of faith, God is there. We make earthly uh, wisdom when we make this decisions based upon wrong advice. How many of you know I'm talking about? All right? It's not my fault. It's the advice they gave me. That you can always find somebody in your life to agree with your bad decision. I've seen it throughout culture. I've seen uh, stupid advice before. I've seen uh, in culture it says, drink responsibly. I wrote this down. It's often the irresponsible that think they're responsible. I've heard culture say, have sex with the right one. I'm here to tell you, ladies, have sex when you're ready. All guys think they're ready. Just throwing that out there. I'm ready, babe. You too, right? But godly wisdom says, let's wait till marriage. Godly wisdom says, let's save it to, be, to allow it to be a gift for God. Now, I want to share this with you. I thought this was a life-giving church. If we're living in the darkness, I want to take you out of that darkness to shine a light, to say this is the, the gift that God has for you, a gift of no shame, a gift of no regret, a gift saying we are doing it the right way. If you're on this side, I want to encourage you. God still has grace over your life. God wants to forgive you, and he wants to move you into his godly blessings. Amen? It creates theology that isn't sound or grounded on the Word of God. If we have earthly theology, we begin to become confused and distort wisdom that comes down from heaven. Demonic wisdom will do whatever it can to confuse us. will do whatever it can to condone the area of sin in our life. Here's a Moses. He's in the Old Testament. He parts the Red Sea, brings the Israelites out. They're in the promised land. And in that promised land, they're, they're, in the, they're in the wilderness, excuse me, before the promised land. And Moses said, everyone stay here. 
I'm going to go up on the mountain. I'm going to speak with God. You know what he's saying? I need some godly wisdom. I can't deal with y'all. I need godly wisdom. So he goes up on the mountain. He's having a good time with the Lord. And it, the Bible says that the people on the base of the mountain said, he has gone way too long. So instead of looking up, they got tired of waiting. They said, let's start to look down. The Bible says to put all their gold together, and they melted it down. They made a golden calf. They made an idol in their life. What is an idol? An idol is anything you love more than God. And so when we get our eyes off Jesus, we're going to begin to create idols in our life. And we'll say, that's okay. That is God's plan for my life. But earthly wisdom is demonic wisdom. It's unspiritual wisdom. It'll confuse you and distort you. I'm here to tell you that heavenly wisdom is not confusing. Heavenly wisdom is not hurtful. Heavenly wisdom will build you up and not tear you down. So what do I say that today? James chapter 4, verse 15, it says this. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven. James chapter 3, verse 15. It does not come down from heaven, but it is earthly, spiritual, and demonic. The enemy will do whatever he can to confuse your mind. He will do whatever he can to distort our theology. He will do whatever he can to cause a confusion in your life. I can prove it to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. A lot of scripture today, but she didn't pick it, all right? So Romans chapter 12, it says this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. Conform means mimic. So here's what earthly wisdom wants you to do. Earthly wisdom wants you to be like everyone else. Wants you to mimic the pattern of this world. But here's what heavenly wisdom does. Heavenly wisdom wants to transform you by renewing your mind, by saying, I'm going to give you some, earth, I'm going to give you some heavenly wisdom that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is for your life. That when you begin to operate in godly wisdom, there you become transformed. It goes beyond knowledge. It goes beyond knowing. But that transformation in your life, you begin to test and approve God's will for your life. That godly wisdom will transform you and reveal his will for your life. Don't tell me that is not living now. Amen? Amen. Can you give me a clap? I love you guys. So here is, what's godly wisdom? Let's jump into that. Here is godly wisdom. And James begins to list this in the NIV. See, godly wisdom leads to a good life because good choices lead to a good life. So turn your Bibles to James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. And here in the Bible, we're going to read this on the screen. Now, it's one thing for me to just say, here's what, uh, here's what heavenly wisdom is, but we're going to read it off our screen. It says, but the wisdom that comes down from heaven is, first of all, pure. It's pure. You know what that means? Pure means there's no selfish motives. That's what purity means. No ungodly choices. So first of all, it's pure. Then it says it is peace-loving. I want to understand that godly wisdom strives to resolve conflict. Godly wisdom strives to resolve conflict. It is considerate. Consider it means reasonable in the demands of others. Consider it means putting others first. I want you to catch this. Then it says this. It is submissive. This is the hard one. Submissive means the willingness to place myself under the authority of others. Do you know what a sign is of earthly wisdom? 
is rebellion. That you think you can do it better. I'm not going to submit to that, so therefore, I'm going to do it my way. And that's a tough place to be in a culture. And I, I'm not dogging culture. I want, to, I want to affect culture. I want to bring change to culture. But sometimes in the world that we live in, we need to step on top of people. We need to climb that ladder. We need to step in and say, it's leadership, and I'm going to knock you down because I can lead better. A true sign of a leader is if they can still follow. A full of mercy. Another way of saying this is controlled by mercy. Mercy always has his eyes open to the needs of others. Good fruit in our life, fruit produces bad fruit. It is not godly wisdom. So you can take a step back and say, is the fruit I'm producing, is it producing good in my life or is it producing bad in my life? It's a sign that whether you're working in, in heavenly or earthly wisdom. And here's the last two. It says impartial. The wisdom from heaven is impartial. You love everyone the same. It is sincere. It is genuine. Then James drops this. Wisdom from heaven are peacemakers. Are peacemakers. Are peacemakers. The godly wisdom sows peace. Godly wisdom sows peace. I want to tell you this morning, gossip doesn't sow peace. Back-talking doesn't sow peace. Bitterness doesn't bring any peace. Strife and envy and selfishness doesn't sow peace. Peacemakers operate in the Word of God. So I'm going to give you three things to do this morning, and I'm actually looking for something to wipe my face off. This is awesome. Do I look like I'm hot up here? Do I look amazing? But I'm going to give you three things to do as we close this morning. Three things to do. So instead of asking ourselves, I need, do I have wisdom? We need to ask ourselves, thank you so much. I don't know what it is. I've been working out or something. I've been eating a lot of cake. But we need to ask ourselves these three things. Number one, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Write this down. Ask. Ask God. This is our first step today, is ask God. I have noticed we are not very good at asking any men in here, you have no problem asking for directions? Jeez. We have a hard time asking. Why? Because that means submission. That means acknowledging we don't know where to go. So number one, we need to ask. James chapter 5, James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, it will be given to you. It's almost like God is saying, hey, no matter where you're at in this life, no matter who you are, if you ask me for wisdom, I will give it to you without finding fault. I love that. It could be, to me, it could be anybody in this entire world, if you ask for wisdom, he will give it to you without finding fault. He will give it to you. Is that not a sign of a God who operates in grace, a God who operates in mercy? Think about it. If you're praying, say, God, I need wisdom. God's saying, you're not part of my club. You're not part of my church. You got all these issues in your life. I'm not going to give you any wisdom. That's not the God from heaven. The God, our, our heavenly Father says, I will give you wisdom without finding fault. 
I prayed this prayer since I was a young person. I, I noticed, notice I didn't say I prayed it one time. Notice I didn't say, God, give me wisdom. Thank you. All right, I'm good. But the Bible says pray without ceasing. Pray for wisdom before you go on that job interview. Pray for wisdom even on where to go. I'm going to take this way. God, is that free way backed up? Because I really need to know. Ask for wisdom before you go discipline a child. Ask for wisdom before you get married. Ask for wisdom on the right individual. Begin to ask God for wisdom. Sometimes when we don't pray about it, it means we don't value it. See, the Bible begins to share wisdom as a she. The reason why it does that is because it's part of poetry. That in the original meaning, the word had a, like a poetry word in there. And, 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 and as they begin to translate it to English... They said, ah, we don't know what to put. Uh, We'll put she there. So if it says wisdom, she is amazing. Wisdom, she is pure. But what that's saying is wisdom is is God. And then in Proverbs chapter 8, it begins to share that in the beginning, before God formed the heavens and the earth, God used wisdom. If God used wisdom to form the heaven and the earth, if God used wisdom to create you and I, why won't we use wisdom in our everyday life? I really want to marry that girl. Why? She pretty. Well, that's good. That's good. Let's mark that down. Because you got to wake up to her every morning. Amen. That's why I did. Babe, you're beautiful. Just give me a look real quick there. Huh? Whoa. But what about a godly wisdom? Is she after the things of God? Will she push you towards the things of God or will she pull you away from the things of God? And that's when we begin to pray, say, God, is this the right person for my life? I want to buy this new house. Why do you want to buy the new house? It's big, right? It's huge. Well, let's use godly wisdom. Ask God for that. Say, God, is this the right decision? Is this the right choice? Even when we go to a place of employment, God, is this the right place to work? Begin to ask God for wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2, verse uh, 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Comes knowledge and understanding. You see, knowledge is knowing the truth. Wisdom is knowing what to do with it. Knowledge provides information, but wisdom provides transformation. See, we could come here on a Sunday morning. We could write down, take notes. We could read our word. We could begin to have the knowledge of the things of God. We get to know about God, but we need to know who God is. But that wisdom provides transformation. Knowledge tells you what to believe, but wisdom tells you how to behave. That I need some knowledge and I need wisdom in my life. Number two, I want you to write this down. Write down submit. So number one, we need to ask God for wisdom. But number two, we need to submit. We need to submit to God's word. We need to submit to his word. When God, the Bible says, when we ask, he will give to you without finding fault. Well, now what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? That we need to submit to God's word. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want you to understand, when I say fear of the Lord, it doesn't mean you're taking a shower and then God opens the shower curtain and goes, boo! You go, ah! That's not fear of the Lord. That's not fear of the Lord. 
To fear the Lord is a healthy respect. A fear of the Lord is when you look at God and say, God, I fear you, not because you're scary, but I fear you because I respect you and I honor you. I have reverence for my Savior. Thank you for saving me, but through the fear of the Lord, I'm asking for wisdom. I'm asking for knowledge. It goes beyond Jesus is my homeboy, and it goes into God is my Savior. He is my Father. He's an authority in my life. Fear means recognition and reverence, which leads to submission. Wisdom begins when we recognize who God is and we submit to him. And the best way to find godly wisdom is through his word. It's through his word. If you've never read your Bible, we have free Bibles on the side. But I want to encourage you, in Proverbs, there's 31 chapters. And I encourage you, today is the 23rd, so tomorrow or even tonight, open to Proverbs 23 and begin to read that. So on Monday morning, I want you to get your Bibles open and go to Proverbs. It's right there in the middle towards the beginning. And I want you to go, okay, today's the 24. Go to Proverbs 24 and begin to read words of wisdom. There's a proverb a day keeps earthly wisdom away. I encourage you to begin to read that. Um, that wasn't in my notes, so that was free, okay? Jeez, begin to rhyme, huh? So when we submit to the Word, it will make us wiser. But here's what I want you to notice. In the NIV version, the message, is a trans- and the message translation is a paraphrase. But in the NIV, in the New King James, in the ESV, in those different translations, James does not say, he doesn't say, live in peace. James says, wisdom is peaceful. He doesn't say, hey, live pure. He says, wisdom is pure. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we leave here today and say, okay, okay, I'm going I'm to ask God for wisdom, but I'm going to submit to the things of God. And so uh, from, here, from here on out, I'm going to be pure. And from here on out, I'm going to be peaceful. And from here on out, I'm going to do the very best that I can. I want to encourage you this morning, you can't do it alone. But when we begin to ask God for heavenly wisdom, when we begin to submit in our hearts to say, Jesus, be Lord of my life, be my Savior, be Lord over my thoughts, be Lord over my actions, I give you my life in Jesus' name. God begins to deposit his earthly wisdom, his heavenly wisdom. I know he's going to do that. Heavenly wisdom in your heart and in your life. And out of that will produce a fruit that will then be pure, a fruit that then will be peaceful, a fruit that will be wise. In Jesus' name. So when you begin to ask God for wisdom, we can begin to ask to submit. Ask, submit, and here's my last point, is commit. Is commit. And I wrote this down, we need to commit to community. That is where it's all about. In James chapter 3, he begins to end this in the message version. He says you could develop a healthy and robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work. You see, here at Avenue Church, sometimes it takes hard work, but I'm so glad that because of our hard work, I'm so glad 
because we're willing to deal with things. I'm so glad because we're saying, God, I need, I need heavenly wisdom. Father, I, I pray for change in my life because we submit to the things of God. We are here at Avenue Church. We're beginning to see a glimpse of what heaven looks like every Sunday. We begin to have a glimpse of what heaven looks like through every small group that we have, even on our setup and our teardown team. Why? It's a robust and healthy community. <laughs> I found it interesting that godly wisdom will lead to a healthy and robust community that lives right with God. That when we begin to operate in godly wisdom, health follows your life. When we begin to follow godly wisdom, it'll be healthy and robust. Why robust? Because healthy things grow. You begin to see relationships around you begin to flourish. You begin to take a step back one day and you're going to go, there hasn't been drama in my life. You take a step back and say, there hasn't been a lot of friction. Yes, it's been hard work, but because of godly wisdom, because of humility and submission. That's a glimpse of what groups looks like at Avenue Church, a robust community that treats each other with dignity and honor. Begin to do life with one another. Ready for my shameless plug? In September, we're launching groups for the fall. I encourage you, lead a group or be a part of a group. When we ask God for wisdom that comes from heaven, when we submit to God, say, God, I submit to the wisdom you've given me. Because sometimes we don't like what he says. I'm going to submit to that. But then when we commit to community, it shows that, you know what, I'm still teachable. I'm still willing to hear godly advice from those that I can trust. Godly advice from those that will tell me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. Godly advice to help me live out every single day. Proverbs 13, 20, it says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools suffer harm. There's an old saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. If you want wisdom in your life, surround yourselves with those that are wiser than you. If you want wisdom in your life, surround yourselves with those that are smarter than you. You know why this church is thriving? Because the dumbest person in the room is surrounding himself with the smartest people in the room. That's what leadership is. That together we are better. That when we surround ourselves with people, they begin to influence us and our decisions. That we no longer have something to compare to, but we now have something to promote together. That we now have something in our lives that will encourage us and push us. That if we're hanging out with individuals that are critical, that are negative, if we're hanging out with individuals that, all, that have envy and strife, we'll begin to act out that same way because that is the earthly wisdom that we've deposited. So I just want to walk away with a question for you today. The question is not, do you have wisdom? The question isn't, are we smart today? The question isn't, have you prayed for wisdom? But the question I'm going to ask you today is which wisdom are we using? Which wisdom are we operating in every single day? 
before we go into that important meeting, before we have a, a meeting with a spouse, before we have an argument, before we begin to have something like an encounter and change the directions of our lives, we need to begin to ask, what I'm about to do, what I'm about to say, what I'm about to act, is this godly wisdom or is this demonic wisdom? Is this unspiritual wisdom? In every circumstance, act God, give me wisdom from what I'm about to walk into, but give me wisdom that is from heaven. Here's what I love about wisdom from heaven. I feel like it's that cheat card. Wisdom from heaven feels like I already know what's about to take place. Wisdom from heaven is like I'm five steps ahead of you because God is the same today, yesterday, forever. God is there and he is there. Give me wisdom from on high in Jesus' name. Give me wisdom for my life. Give me wisdom in raising my children. Give me wisdom on how to act this out every single day. Give me wisdom from on high. So I want you to ask that today. I want you to submit to that. Submit to God's word. That we take so many decisions without using the foundation of the word of God. Myself included. What's the Bible say about that? I don't know. That's, that's probably, not, probably not one I want to hear. I'm a leader and I'm going to make that decision. I'm going to make it quick. Saturate yourself with the Word of God. The last one is, is commit to community. I love seeing individuals here at this church connect themselves, whether it's bowling, whether it's a small group, whether it's having dinner, but you're committing yourselves to a healthy and robust community. I just want to pray with you real quick. With every head bowed, every eye closed. It is hard to submit to wisdom that comes from on high. We talked about how if we ask God for wisdom, he'll give it to us without finding fault. But we need Jesus in our life in order to submit to that wisdom. We need Jesus in our life to help us discern, is this right or is this wrong? If you're here with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to give you an opportunity. This is something we celebrate. This isn't something that we ask you to join our church and jump in the growth track. This is not something that when you raise your hand, we're going to bombard you with information. This is all about you and Jesus this morning. That God will give you wisdom, but we need to submit to the things of God. I want to encourage you. If you've been in a place of despair, you've been in a place of confusion, purity is not confusing. Peace is not confusing. A little lost in life, a little hurt, Jesus wants to reach down and he wants to pick you up, dust you off, look you in the eyes, and say, I don't find any fault because I've forgiven you and I've restored you. If that is you this morning, you've never accepted Jesus, but you need to recommit your life to him, I just want you to raise a hand. I just want you to raise a hand this morning. Just raise a hand this morning. I'm so grateful that every week we have an opportunity for you to raise your hand. Just pop it up, put it back down as quick as you can. Father, thank you for this amazing church. Father, I pray in Jesus' name 
I ask you for wisdom this morning. The Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to give us wisdom from on high. The Father, I pray in Jesus' name that not only will we ask for wisdom this week, but that we'll submit to the Word of God. And Father, I pray as every morning we begin to wake up and begin to read in the book of Proverbs, you begin to encourage us and to strengthen us. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name, not only do we ask and submit, but we're also going to commit to community. We're going to commit to do life with others. And we're going to commit to open up our hearts to say, I need some godly wisdom. I need some godly advice. So, Father, thank you for those hands that were raised. Thank you for what you're doing in their hearts. That we're going to have an incredible summer. I'm so encouraged what you're doing in this church. I'm so encouraged that we're going to go to two services, that we're making room for more. Because, Father, we learned long ago it's not about us, but it's about you. So we give you all praise and all glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Will you stand with me, please? Give God a praise this morning. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.